Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, so thank you for tuning in to Chomping at the Bit. I'm Kyle Edwards, of course. Um, so, yeah, so thank you for coming over, checking out this episode. This episode, we're going to take a look at the NHL. Now, I mean, if you're a fan, you probably understand uh, some of the changes that happened uh, this past offseason into the new season that starts on Tuesday. And if you are a fan, you may not know. Talk about that a little bit. Um, we'll talk about the potential uh, for the NHL with these changes that they've made. Because I do think there's a big opportunity for them to uh, gain in popularity as well as uh, maybe move up in the rank of pro sports in, in uh, North America. Because right now, you would probably slot them behind, you know, NFL 1, NBA 2. I guess you would go MLB 3, NHL 4, maybe MLS 5. That's rough. Uh, And that kind of depends on where you view MLS but but yeah I think NHL has the opportunity to move up and with the season starting Tuesday I wanted to talk about uh, my Bruins team and kind of you know what I see them doing and is this possibly a last run for what's left of that core of the team that won the uh, Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago. And we'll probably look at a few other teams because by talking about the Bruins, can't really do that without looking how they stack up against other teams in the Eastern Conference as well as uh, the Western Conference. So, we'll look into all of that. Um... I think, I think this may be one of the, I don't know if it was the first time talked hockey on here, but uh, it's definitely been sporadically talked about on here. Uh, definitely trying to change that as we now get into this new season, because like I said, I think there's a potential here for the NHL to really to take off a little bit, which I think would be good for the league and good for its fans. And and that's one thing about being, you know, a kid who grew up in Boston. Hockey was around me, so I became a fan of the sport. Uh, We'll say NHL playoff-wise, 
the NHL's playoffs are probably as dramatic and and exciting as I mean it's probably right up there with any of the other sports so I think because of that for it to be sitting as low as I think it is in terms of overall popularity it's kind of interesting so yeah so we'll go ahead and get into that uh so looking at the moves that uh NHL's made, well not really moves but changes that they've made to their uh I guess organization and all that. So gone are the days where Okay, let's back up a little bit. So when I first started watching hockey as a kid, like I said, well I mainly watched Bruins only, so I watched on the local network. But as I got older and kind of expanded to watching national games and all that, always remembered NHL on on ESPN. Uh, you know they had like I think they had a, they had a video game. I remember because I remember playing it with that which had like an iconic theme song. But then it fell it kind of fell out of favor with ESPN. It became an afterthought on Sports Center and stuff like that eventually left ESPN and went to I want to say it went to Versus which I mean it was a channel that most people if they had it couldn't find it so it hurt the popularity because the exposure wasn't there like it was on ESPN and you know, the NHL did after the contract ran out, they moved to NBC, which was definitely a step up. But uh, I mean, on NBC, that was mainly, I think, a Sunday game, and then playoffs. Some of the playoffs were on NBC, but by going with NBC, a lot of the coverage was spread out amongst NBC. NBC Sports, like USA, and all that kind of stuff. Well, fast forward to this season, they're going to be on ESPN and TNT, which when TNT got into hockey, it was kind of a shock to me. I didn't know that they were interested like that. But I think the key here is being back on ESPN and now with the streaming service of ESPN Plus and then with that Hulu I think now hockey can be exposed to a much bigger crowd and if the production's done right I think because of that it could really take off and you know I've talked about in previous episodes how baseball I think is continuing to uh, bleed popularity based off of their uh, game becoming kind of stale and and you know timing wise very long with a lot of periods of downtime NHL is non it's one of those sports where it's up and down non-stop ac- action with you know a few p- 
pauses in action because, you know, like a TV timeout or something. So if it catches on, then I, I could definitely see them overtaking baseball. Not right away, but years down the road. And it will be you know, of importance that once uh, this deal with ESPN comes up, that they renew it because then that shows that ESPN's invested and it's doing something for them as well. So, like I said, the potential's there. ESPN has hockey guys, so I'm not really worried about them there. Uh, I'm interested to see the breakdown of how often ESPN will show games. If we'll just be like special, like opening night, maybe all-star weekend and like a game here or there. I'm sure they'll probably put a bunch of games on ESPN plus, which was great. Um, I'm sure by this point, most people have ESPN plus if they don't, it's, I want to say it's like five ninety nine a month for that. Or for a lot of people who have Disney plus and Hulu, you add it to the bundle. It's like 1399, but, um, I mean, 1399 for the three of them, not like an additional. So, It's not too bad. Um, so, I was looking up kind of more into TNT's role in all of this. Because ESPN, I think I kind of get what they're going to be doing. Uh, TNT is kind of bringing a... Some fresh elements to how they're going to cover hockey. Uh, when I was looking at it, the first thing I saw was they're going to do something with a like a drone view pregame. Uh, I think it's just pregame, but it's like a cool thing where they're going to have like a drone going around the arena, watching the players warming up and all that. And I think that's a cool thing. You know, some may call it gimmicky or something, but at least it's something different. And any league that tries to do something different with their coverage and all that, I'm for it because, like I said just a few minutes ago, baseball's issue is you turn on the game now. I mean, it's basically cut and paste from the 90s, the 80s, all that. The only thing that changes are the players and maybe their approach. But, you know, talking about hockey here. So, I think that's cool. Uh, I believe TNT with, like, their studio talents and all that, they're kind of bringing guys from uh, NHL Network. So, it'll be recognizable people. I believe the studio show will be hosted by Liam McHugh, who did work for NBC, so bringing him over to TNT, I mean, it's good because that's a face people will recognize. And they have, like, uh, I think it's a lot of former players, like I said, from NHL Network, 
working with TNT. So you know they're not bringing on some random personalities who may be uh, attached to TNT who may not know the most about hockey. You, you can't really start out that way. So that, that's definitely smart on their part. So yeah, like I said, I think it's a great thing. And with TNT, I guess my one last point with them, if you watch NBA, NBA on TNT with um, Inside the NBA, that's the show, on TNT, uh, Charles Barkley talks about hockey periodically on there. He talks about how much of a fan he is. So now with it being on the network, you know they'll be promoting it, which with Inside the NBA is a very popular show. So now you might get some NBA viewers who may tune in for some NHL coverage. So it would be smart on their part to, to uh, do some cross-promotion there. But, yeah, I think it's I think it's a big, big win for the league. So now more to, I guess, actual season, like, play on the ice. So going into this year, there's a new team in the league, which I think is exciting because they're going to the Seattle market with the Kraken, which I think is a great name. I'd love to see like what kind of mascot they come up with. Um, didn't get to see any of their preseason games, but I think I saw the uh, like the rough sketch of like the logo from before. And logo's cool, but I want to see what the mascot looks like because they could go several ways with it. Like I said, Kraken, great name. Um, we all know the Seattle market, great pro market. Uh, I still say if the NBA expands that, well, I think Silver's talked about, there's been talk about expansion. I'm pretty sure going back to Seattle is going to be in their plans. So the NHL being there, you already have the Seahawks there. So it's a win. Um, With that, they joined the Pacific Division because this is one change that's going to happen to the actual conference alignment. The Kraken are in the West, of course, Seattle. They're in the Pacific but to put them into the Pacific, a team had to move to the Central because otherwise you'd have an imbalance between the two. So the Arizona Coyotes are moving from the Pacific to the Central, which, I mean, it's fine. It it works. Because the uh, Coyotes will be in the Central with Colorado Avalanche, which... I mean, it's relatively close, I guess. Um, yeah, I think because the Avalanche makes it work better. You have the Dallas Stars. That's a bit of a reach, but the Avalanche are close to them. Um, like I said, Seattle and the Pacific, it works because the Pacific is all the California teams. You got Vancouver, natural, you know. Yeah, Vancouver isn't 
too far from Seattle. So works perfectly. You have a, you have a rival right there built in Seattle and Vancouver. But then other changes to the conference alignment. No more of the temporary alignment from last year with the shortened season where they went with, you know, an all Canadian division and they did it more uh, localized, you know, to limit travel with the whole uh, COVID and all that, which COVID's still an issue, but it's not as bad as it was last year. So they've gone back to the traditional alignment outside of, you know, Seattle and Arizona. So, um, yeah, so you get your natural rivalries back because it was weird not seeing the Bruins play the Canadians because the Canadians, like I said, were in the all-Canadian division. And but I think it was Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay wasn't with them either. So now more traditional. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's the real, only real change conference-wise. So, good. Funny, though, when they did go to the temporary lineup, I did think at first, would it be something that they would stick to? But then, remembering that, like I said, Bruins-Canadians wouldn't happen, or Bruins-Senators, or Bruins-Maple Leafs, which is another big rivalry. Yeah, I don't think the league could have really handled separating all that out but um i mean speaking of conference alignment i guess that's a great segue into my bruins so the temporary alignment the bruins had a tough group because they had like the penguins the capitals the flyers rangers islanders all that within their grouping that's been split up and I guess quickly uh, my first thought when looking at the Bruins is we all know that Bergeron Marchand and um, was it just those? yeah those two at this point since you know, Chara's gone. He's been gone for two years now. And uh, Tuca's not with the team as he's dealing with, he had what, hip surgery or something? So he's just out there, but he's made it known that, you know, he would want to come back to the Bruins. Uh, we'll have to see. He, won't, he probably won't be ready until like January, February anyway. And the Bruins are going with uh, Swayman and goal. I'm I'm assuming he's going to be the opening night starter. I think he's earned it based off of last year. Uh, they don't have Vladar. They traded him for... Yeah, they traded him in the offseason. They have... They pronounce it Linus Olmark as his backup. But as we've seen in the postseason, he's definitely able to be a starting goalie. But I think you have to go with Swayman here. 
he he's just too promising to not give him the first shot at it. I mean, if he struggles, then yeah, you can turn to Omar and you'll be fine. But I just like the way Swayman plays. He's um he was a big surprise, like I said last year, because he was a rookie. He was just kind of thrust into everything, and he handled it very well. Played in big games and performed beyond what I would expected from him. Um, How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Like I said, some of the faces are different. And with that, you're you're seeing an evolution of the roster. And then and because of that, like I said, my thought was will the Bruins core, which is kind of down to Bergeron and Marshan, will I and other Bruins fans remember them as kind of being like the Celtics? And if you don't remember Pierce was kind of uh, running on fumes. He'd gone through the days of Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker was gone. Pierce was kind of being surrounded by a mishmash of talent. And the team was struggling. They made big moves, got Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett to um, form a big three with Paul Pierce and they click right away get to the finals their first year I believe uh, was their first year or their second year but very early on very early on uh, they they kind of just figure out chemistry they of course mixing pieces around them you know guys like Eddie House James Posey Sam Cassell they want a mix of younger vets with older vets and they break through get to the finals win one people kind of assumed that they'd win you know two maybe three together and it just didn't happen what a you know a variety of reasons it just didn't work whether it was you know, Garnett getting hurt and not really being the same or making it back to the finals and Perkins getting hurt, which completely killed their chances because they got hurt in the finals uh, against the Lakers. And then that series kind of turned once he was gone and they ended up losing. Uh, They had... Was they had like Rashid Wallace who they had brought in. He was good the first half of the year he was there. But then playoff wise he was real up and down, which hurt their chances. And, and yeah, so ultimately they ended up only winning one. 
and now people just remember them as a group that should have won more together. So, you know, taking that to the Bruins, like I said, they had Bergeron, Marchand, Chara, uh, Tuca. I feel like there's a couple of other names I'm missing there, but that group wins theirs. Um, like trying to remember the year. Hold on, I'm gonna look at that real quick. I want to say it was two thousand. I want to say mid twenty tens. It's a complete shot in the dark. Um, let's see. Okay, what do we do? What's this list here? Okay, yeah. So Bruins. Twenty eleven. Yeah, 2011. Okay, so I said mid-2010s. It was actually early 2010s. So yeah, they, they're kind of on the same flow as that Celtics team because, look, 2011, they win it all. They beat Vancouver. Remember that series? And then they get back to the finals in 2013. But they lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Blackhawks. If I remember correctly, it was a game seven. And the Blackhawks scored. It was like two goals late in the third period to take the lead and ultimately win it. And then there's a little bit of a break. And then six years later, 2019, they get back there, go into it as the favorites, but go up against a Blues team that was, I mean, just a team of destiny. They had a they had like a horrid start to the season. Were well out of the playoffs. Went on unimaginable hot streak late in the year. Made the playoffs. Went through the Western Conference. Got to the Eastern. I mean, to the Stanley Cup Finals. Going up against a great Bruins team, and St. Louis just. I mean, they mucked it up. Played tough grimy hockey which you normally equate to the Bruins but in that period between 2013 and 19 they had like a little shift in their makeup because the problem was they were going up against a lot of uh, fast teams in the Eastern Conference like the Lightning and Canadians and the Leafs like that so they kind of changed who they were to match them only to get to the finals and go up against a team that if they were the way that they were before, the big bad Bruins would have been a better matchup for them. So, funny how that worked out. And then, of course, since then, they've been a perennial playoff team. Um, Last year, they lost to the Islanders and... I think a lot of people thought they could have made a Stanley Cup run last year. So now, going into this year, they have some some new faces and some you know, some faces you remember. But I think with uh Cassidy their coach, I think he's great for the team because he 
he he kind of fits the the makeup of the other Boston coaches. Uh, he's you know he's very straightforward. You know he talks more to the media than like Belichick does, but everybody does. But he's very straightforward. I mean he he lets you know when the team isn't good, and he he kind of actually kind of like Belichick he will really focus on the areas where the team is is kind of falling short he doesn't just go around you know just heaping praise on everybody because he wants to keep players focused on continuing to get better so you know this year of course the 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 major factors for the team will be Bergeron Marshan, of course, but then uh, Taylor Hall, who's the guy they brought in uh, trade deadline last year, and I like the way he played. He kind of struggled uh, in that Islander series, but he wanted to be back in Boston. They brought him back, and I'm expecting a really big year out of him. Now a full season with the Bruins. Uh, defense, you'll notice, like I said, Chara's gone, but he's been gone. They don't have, um, oh my God, what's his name? I think he went to, like, Detroit or something. Oh my goodness. I I had his name, like, a couple minutes ago, and I lost it. But defensively, yes, like I said, they've, they have like Mike Riley, who they brought in, and they're kind of going with a younger group, you know, with uh, Carlo and McAvoy as kind of the new uh, lead pair. Cause like I said, there's so many years it was Chara as the rock back there, but McAvoy is the new up and comer looking like the new you know hopefully the new you know Bruins defenseman that locks down their area their area of the ice and becomes you know you know nationally known great defenseman kind of taking over what Chara was I already talked about the goalies, Swayman, Olmark are there. Rask, I'm sure, will be back at some point. But just going up and down the roster, you're seeing uh, new blood being infused in. Uh, Pasternak is there. He's 25. So you know what you're going to get out of him. He's going to give you plenty of goals. And... I'm not going to go through the whole roster because that's whatever. But, but yeah, that's the main thing. Parsonac, Bergeron, Marchand, that top line. Know what it is all about with them. Uh, they made a lot of changes second and third line, which I, which I like. And I think... I think they have the talent to... Uh, make a run of course is going to be predicated on 
the the goalie position and how well they can stand up. And like I said, I have faith in Swayman and Olmark, and if they do falter, you do have Rask to maybe fall back on, depending how he looks from the hip injury. But um, just quickly, I guess to end this, you know, last thing I'll mention is looking at their division, the Atlantic. I mean, the the usual suspects are there that you worry about. You know, the Lightning. You know, they're going to be tough because it just always seemed to be. Uh, Canadians wait and see with them because the Canadians have kind of fallen off the last few years uh, Ottawa I mean, Buffalo not good so in their division it's really Tampa Bay and Toronto that I'm looking at as competition The but in terms of the east you know the Capitals will be there Although I feel like there's going to be some drop-off at some point because what Ovechkin's like 40. Isn't Ovechkin like 40, 41 now? Just crazy to think that he's that old. Or maybe I'm adding too many years onto him. Who knows? But I mean, but yeah, the Capitals are always there in the playoffs and it seems like they seem to match up with the Bruins at some point. Uh, Penguins. I think the Penguins have some injury issues, so. And then the rest of the division, yeah. So, in terms of the East, I'm looking at Toronto, Tampa, maybe Philly, Washington as their real competition. But, I mean, stack the Bruins up against any of them. I think the Bruins can hold their own. So I would not be surprised if this Bruins team made a run. And like I said, I think, well, Pasternak being younger, but, and he, he's he been a big part of extending Bergeron and Marchand's effectiveness. And I, I think because of that blue series that they lost, I just think they they deserve a second championship for that for the two of them at this point. I'm hoping this year is the year that they do it. But you got to play the games of course. But um but yeah, so I guess to wrap it all up the move to ESPN TNT is great for them. I'm excited to see what the broadcast looks like. I want to see the whole drone thing uh, you know, for a regular season game, see how that looks. See uh, what ESPN does now that it's on their broadcast schedule. Of course, they'll pay more attention to it now. And see how far it takes the NHL. I mean, of course, I don't see them overtaking the NFL or NBA. But could they somehow get to third? I don't see why not. If MLB continues to fall off and 
like I said, I think I said a few episodes ago, Major League Baseball has collective bargaining talks to go through this offseason. And of all the pro sport leagues, we know Major League Baseball has had their work stoppages. So if they somehow screw themselves and have a work stoppage next year, I think that opens the door wide open for the NHL to take over. And don't sleep on MLS. I haven't talked a lot of MLS on here, but I do watch MLS games. And I know there's a lot of hesitation in this country with soccer at first, but you look around MLS, you are seeing growing fan bases. Um, I've been to... I think a couple of Atlanta United games. Fans there are great. Like most MLS teams, they have like that one section of like the real crazy fans that you see a lot on TV. They have the same thing down here in Atlanta. But but yeah, they when they're going well, it's like a lot of Atlanta teams. The team's really good. The support's there. I mean, that's like most teams anywhere, so, yeah. But that place can get loud and all that, so. Man, just go around. Uh, New England, you watch a New England game, uh, the Revolution, and they're a top team in MLS. Fans are great. You got the Timbers where they have, like, the lumberjack cutting the tree trunk. Every time they score a goal, great atmosphere galaxy great so it's growing so if you haven't gotten on board with that league yet it it could potentially move up maybe them and NHL move up together bypass Major League Baseball and baseball falls completely off to the bottom but I think both those leagues are primed to do so so definitely something to look at in the future so like i said uh the deal with espn and tnt's for a few years i think till like 2027 2028 so uh if i'm still doing this podcast by then we'll have to revisit and see how popular nhl became with that deal so Yeah, I think that's a good stopping point for this episode. See? I talked hockey on here. So I'm sure hockey fans will be happy. But, um... But yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, finally talked hockey. Uh, probably talk a little bit more once the season starts. Uh, see how the Bruins are doing. Yeah, if they go well, I'll talk about them. If they... Start a little slow. I might rant about them. Well, so we'll have to see. But um, yeah, thanks for tuning in again. If you're new, hope you enjoyed it. You can go back and check some older episodes. But definitely come back and, you know, I guess join the community and uh, like and subscribe. That way when I drop new episodes, you can tune into them and check them out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chopping Podcast. 
do a lot of sports talk on there. Uh, we'll tweet based on whatever game I'm watching. And most times I watch multiple games, so, yeah. Definitely interact with me there, but, I mean, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, review, rate, all that good stuff. Uh, so thanks again. Uh, be safe out there. Uh, God bless. I'll catch you in the next episode. And speaking of the next episode, I will talk about college football. We're about halfway through the season, so I'll give you my thoughts on the first half, some things I've noticed. Uh, talk about playoff expansion again. Uh, what does this season kind of, I guess, reveal to me about playoff expansion? So that's going to be the next episode. So definitely tune in for that. But, but yeah, um, have a good one. Then I'm out. All right. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Before Sarah discovered Chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.